If you're leaving it up to your clients to know how to craft a great testimonial, then you're doing them and yourself a disservice. Just like the client experience, guide them through this process and help them to write a killer testimonial. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. So I was just shopping for some hiking boots for Coco on Amazon, and I got sucked into reading the reviews. And then I went to shop for a maternity shirt that I could wear through summer and again, and I kept clicking to see what people were saying about each shirt before I made a decision. And then after that, I texted my mom a new book recommendation since we share Kindle Library, and the text said, Mom, I heard this book is super good. It has 17,000 five-star reviews. And if you're wondering what that book is, it's called The Silent Patient, and it is really good. But the truth is, and why I share all this, is that we love hearing about other people's experience before we make a purchasing decision or invest in something. Like, we want to hear our story and theirs. We hope to glean insight and knowledge, and we rely a lot of trust on ratings. It's become this natural part of how we, as consumers, make decisions both big and small. In this episode, we're talking about one of the most important and sometimes awkward aspects of your business, testimonials. Testimonials are a powerful way to communicate the value you add using other people's words and is often a piece of the business that gets overlooked. Now, when you own a business, like asking for testimonials can be one of those moments that can feel almost sort of self-indulgent, like a toot-your-own-horn kind of way. And it can also be a place where imposter syndrome creeps in, holding you back from asking for what you need. I felt like that from time to time, especially in my past photography days. And I've heard so many friends and colleagues in the online business space say the same, like it's awkward and it's important, but it's a piece of our workflow that we need to nail down in order to help potential clients make those important purchasing decisions. Now, here's the thing about testimonials. It's not as simple as just asking for a five-star rating or a quick review. Getting really, really good testimonials is so much more than asking for someone to tell you all the amazing things about your business. In fact, a really fantastic testimonial is less about you and your business and more about sharing the result that your clients and customers have gotten by using your products or services. Great testimonials serve as social proof, which the CRM platform HubSpot defines as the idea that consumers will adapt their behavior according to what other people are doing. Testimonials, aka these little blurbs and snippets of real people's feedback and results on your website, serve as excellent social proof because it shows other people, hey, someone else purchased this thing and they used it or experienced it and they got amazing results from their investment. Maybe I could get similar results if I purchased it too. Just like I scour the reviews to find the perfect hiking shoes for toddlers, your potential customers are likely looking for the feedback that will affirm their decision to invest in your offer. As entrepreneurs, we have to sell. 
Like it's just a part of running an actual business. And while I'd bet that most of us shy away from the notion of selling and we tend to hide behind our products, services, or the features of our offer, imagine, imagine the feeling of having your paying clients be your sales force just by sharing about their experience. As much as you, the business owner, can share all of the features of your offer and what you hope customers will experience when they buy it, nothing can replace legitimate, real feedback from customers who have had a positive experience with your product. In fact, in an article from the Conversion and Pop-Up Specialist at Optin Monster, it says that 88% of consumers trust online reviews and testimonials as much as their personal recommendations. It also shares that sales pages with testimonials experience a 34% increase in conversion. That means if you don't have testimonials, you're actually leaving money on the table. So does your business need testimonials? I think you know what my answer here is. Heck yes. But there are a few things to keep in mind as you gather this feedback to make sure your testimonials are as effective and impressive to potential customers as possible. Let's dive in. Thanks to Gusto for supporting the Gold Digger podcast. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll and benefits to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PC Meg. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash gold digger. Thanks to Hooked on Phonics for supporting Gold Digger. Hooked on Phonics helps kids learn to read with their unique process of utilizing hands-on learning materials shipped to your home every month in combination with the digital reading app. To get your first month for just $1, go to hookedonphonics.com slash gold digger. So first, when you're gathering testimonials, do what you can to guide past customers to give you specific answers. There's nothing less exciting than this generic testimonial that says something like, this product was great. I loved it. And while that information is definitely nice for you as a business owner to know, it doesn't actually help potential customers make their buying decision. If you're leaving it up to your clients to know how to craft a great testimonial, then you're doing them and yourself a disservice. Just like the client experience, guide them through this process and help them to write a killer testimonial. I found it's easiest to send out a short survey to past customers, making it almost Mad Lib style exercise with little writing prompts to help them get really detailed and specific about their experience. What did they like? What results did they get? What your product did for them? Any fears they had before purchasing and any other important information you could use in a testimonial. The biggest thing I can't stress enough is that testimonials should become a part of your natural workflow. If it's not currently, it should become a piece of your follow-up experience that not only gets people to hopefully say awesome things about you and your product, but also gives you the chance to answer any questions your customers might have and to serve them even better. With so many automations and softwares these days, you can easily automate this as a part of your buying process so that after someone buys a week or two later, an email with your survey automatically hits their inbox with three to five questions for them to answer. Keeping the survey short will make it more appealing for them to answer too. Like I like to even mention in the subject line or the top of the email that the survey will only take two to three minutes tops to complete. So maybe you're thinking, okay, well, a survey sounds great, but like, what the heck do I ask? I have seven different questions for you. You can pick the ones you like. I would say making it three to five questions is probably the best. So here are some questions you might consider asking. First, what did you like about this product or service? 
Number two, what results did you experience after purchasing this product or service? Number three, would you recommend it to a friend? Why or why not? Four, was it worth the price point? Why or why not? Five, did you have any fears before purchasing? If so, what was the outcome of your fears? Six, is there anything else we should know about your experience? Seven, is there anything you would want to change about your experience? Now, side note, this one is more helpful for you to know and have, but obviously you likely wouldn't use their answer in an actual testimonial. That's more for feedback. Now, I also strongly recommend including in the survey a request for you to publish their name and feedback and permission from them to shorten any of their answers to use as a testimonial on your website or your social channels. This is critical because you want them to know that you'd potentially like to use this as a public review. If this hasn't been a part of your process and they aren't submitting this information onto a public website to leave a review, make sure you clarify with them their level of comfort with inclusion. One thing a lot of people miss is that they don't take that feedback and chunk it down into an easy to read value piece. Sometimes you've got to remove unnecessary information or restructure a sentence in order to make it clear. It's important that you have permission to do this as well, whether you ask for it up front or send the client the revised review to ensure that it still accurately represents their experience. Like you never want to actually change or rewrite any of their copy in their answers or rearrange it to be a totally different message than their original intent. But if they happen to answer one question with a bunch of detail using something like eight sentences, this just allows you to whittle the copy down into a more consumable and punchy snippet for your website without them thinking you're trying to change what it is that they said. Many business owners simply send out an email to past customers, plainly asking them to provide a testimonial, which generally results in way too vague of feedback than what you want. So by using specific questions in a survey as prompts for them to answer, you can get detailed responses on what they liked about your product and paint your customers as the hero of their own story so that other people can imagine themselves in their shoes. Now, you also want to make sure you don't wait too long to ask for testimonials. So when I was a wedding photographer, I would send out a testimonial request shortly after my clients had gotten their finished gallery. I always wanted them to first enjoy the finished product and ensure that they had a great experience from top to bottom. But shortly after that, I'd want to send out the request. So many times they would send back a glowing email before I even had the chance to send them the actual questions that I'd love for them to answer. But that always was a natural request after they sent back that initial feedback. The thing is, is that you want the excitement and the results to be fresh in your customer's mind. So having that automation set up to send a week or two after the finished product or service has been delivered will optimize the testimonials and help harness the power of the experience that you offered. Now, obviously, take into account what your product is and when your buyers will likely use it and at what point they'd have enough of an experience with it to want to provide insightful feedback. One of the things that I had my wedding clients do was to leave their review on the wedding website, thenot.com. And this was a way for other brides who were sifting through photographer options to see their reviews. And it helped boost my searchability on that website. And then I was able to take their public review and use it on my own website. And so sometimes those third-party platforms can be a way for your clients to feel like they're helping you out by posting their review in a public way, which then gives you the opportunity to use and repurpose it in other places like your social media or on your website. 
So regardless of where you get the review, you want to be conscious of the time you allow to pass from the end delivery of the product or service that will give you optimal opportunities for feedback. Like for example, if you're a masseuse, getting a testimonial immediately following or shortly after the service would be optimal while your client is still in that state following your service. If you sell planners, you might want to give customers about a month to test out how they like the organization of the days and the weeks before they give you their thoughts. If you sell a mini course that generally takes students about a week to complete, then maybe wait until two or three weeks have passed before shooting them out your testimonial request. If it's something that a customer can buy and use right away, like a candle or a template, then you're safer asking for feedback within one to two weeks of their purchase or the arrival of their product. We recently overhauled my entire digital shop, Shop Jenna Kutcher, where I sell all kinds of templates and my editing presets and guides, and we built in an automation to follow up with three emails post-purchase. So the first email connects the customer with the product. The second is just a gentle outreach to see if they have any questions or need any extra support. And then the third is to ask for a review or a rating on their product. And I think it's important to offer the chance to get support or ask a question before asking for a review, because this will give you the ability to serve well and avoid any hiccups that could result in an unhappy customer prior to asking them to rate their experience. I'm so excited about this automation that we set up, and I'm also excited that it gives us that extra opportunity to serve. Coco loves letters, watching her point at every letter she sees, reading them out loud and feeling so proud when she reaches the end of a word is so fun to see as a parent. Now we've started on the reading train with the help of Hooked on Phonics. Hooked on Phonics helps kids learn to read with their unique process of utilizing hands-on learning materials shipped straight to your door every month in combination with a digital reading app. To start off, you get unlimited access to their powerful reading app, and then their workbooks are sent monthly to give your child hands-on practice. Hooked on Phonics lessons take just 20 minutes or less. They include discussion questions to increase reading comprehension, and their storybooks are written specifically to build up your child's confidence. I've partnered with Hooked on Phonics, and they're offering your first month for just $1. Go to hookedonphonics.com slash golddigger. Coco is young, yes, but the pre-reader steps are introducing her to lowercase letters with rhyming games and flashcards. Give your child the confidence that reading brings with Hooked on Phonics. To get your first month for just $1, head to hookedonphonics.com slash golddigger. That's just $1 for your first month by going to hookedonphonics, P-H-O-N-I-C-S dot com slash golddigger. One of the most important jobs you have as a boss is paying your staff. Navigating payroll and taxes and other HR needs isn't necessarily a skill you have before you come a boss, but thankfully there are systems to help you get your employees paid and manage all things HR. I've teamed up with Gusto and they're offering you three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash gold digger. Gusto is easy online payroll benefits and HR built for modern small businesses with all the management tools you need in one platform. Gusto automatically files and pays all state, local, and federal payroll taxes. Plus, the fast, easy-to-run payroll includes W-2s and 1099s for your team, as well as tools to manage things like health benefits, 401ks, and more for almost any budget. 
On average, running payroll with Gusto takes just 11 minutes and you'll get three months for free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash gold digger. That's three months absolutely free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash gold digger. Moving on, be sure you always thank the people who give you testimonials. Having people help you market with their own words and experiences is so valuable. These are your clients sharing their experience, and this is a part of their overall experience. Make it worthwhile for them and feel like a value exchange. A few ways to do this could be offering them some sort of discount if they provide feedback, like a code for 10% off their next purchase of $100 or more if they fill out the survey. Or you could enter them into a giveaway for something like a $20 Starbucks gift card if they fill it out. Even just making sure you send a thoughtful thank you email as a follow-up to them is a way to let them know their feedback is very much appreciated and valued. It's always nice to then follow up with your testimonial respondents to see if you can serve them better and to see if they have any potential future needs or opportunities or to see if their results have changed a month or two later down the line. Not only is this a super valuable way for you to gather feedback on the life cycle of your product, but it can also be a way to remind past customers that your business is still there and has resources and products for them. Because by the way, did you know it's easier and more lucrative to retain customers than it is to find new ones? That's according to research from a consulting firm, Bain and Company, who also say that increasing customer retention rates by just 5% can increase your profits by 25 to 95%. Find additional ways to follow up with your past clients in the future, whether you ask them if they want to join your monthly email list or send them a Christmas card or dropping something in the mail to celebrate a milestone with them. Checking back in and asking if past customers are still pleased with the product and then offering an upsell or a downsell opportunity two to three months down the line is a super powerful way to continue gathering feedback and to retain those previous customers while continuing their experience. Now, when it comes to actually publishing testimonials, there are a few important things to consider. Testimonials aren't just meant to be a pat on your back or notions of praise for you. If you're being incredibly thoughtful with your testimonials, you'll want to choose strong testimonials that tackle your potential client's greatest objections. So beyond time and money, which are the general objections for literally every purchase, what are the biggest things holding people back from investing in your product or service? You should be able to come up with a list of three to five main objections that most of your potential clients face, and your goal should be to choose testimonials that help tackle those objections and give clarity to a person who's about to make a purchasing decision. Be sure you choose diverse testimonials to showcase varying aspects that will help different people see themselves reflected. That means you want to represent all different types of customers and their different types of results or experiences with your products. You want people to imagine themselves as your customer, so showcase stories and paying clients who will help them visualize themselves getting those same results. And also remember, your testimonials do not need to be novels to be impactful. It's so important to keep testimonials concise. As much as social proof is important, no one really wants to read three paragraphs about someone's thoughts on your product or service. That's why when you send out your survey, it's super smart to just ask for permission to edit down some of their copy to fit into your testimonial box without changing the actual messaging or the overall point of their response. I generally think that like two to three sentences is a perfect length for a testimonial, 
four sentences as the absolute maximum. And that's very sparingly. And only if the sentences are pretty short and that they all add value to the overall message being reflected in their words. As for how many testimonials to use on your website, this depends on several factors like how many offers you have and the types of products or services available for purchase. It's also dependent on the price point of your offers and how many people have used or experienced your offer and gotten amazing results. Of course, the more offers you have or the more of an investment they are, the more social proof can be helpful for buyers that are on the fence. You don't want to bombard visitors with just tons and tons of testimonials to sift through. I recommend sprinkling them throughout your website and only picking the ones that are the most impressive and compelling to be the stars of the feature. If you have a couple really powerful testimonials, they can stand alone on your sales page or they can even be used as a social media post. I love using carousels on websites that cycle through three to five really great and diverse testimonials. So make sure these carousels also have some sort of arrow button so that visitors can click through and read them easily. Okay, so a few different focuses to consider when pulling testimonials include, number one, some that focus on return on investment. Was the customer's purchase worth it? Did they have any fears before making that investment? What was their outcome? Number two, some that are short, snappy, and powerful. These are your one-sentence wonders that just make visitors feel something and are relatable. And number three, some that showcase exceptional transformation, something where the customer shares that they truly needed this product and here's why. If your business is still fairly young or you have only a few clients or customers, there are some creative ways to gather testimonials just so that you're able to publish some sort of social proof on your website. So I like to keep what I call a happy folder in my email that is filled with emails from past students or clients who send me emails with notes of appreciation, or they share their wins from using my products. You can also screenshot and save any praise that you might find in communities. Like if you run a Facebook group or have a small coaching group via a platform like Slack, this is a great way to keep track of client feedback without sending out such a specific survey. And odds are that you have a few people who have been pleased with what you've done for them and have told you about it. So start saving these emails or even taking screenshots of them to have not only as a source of inspiration for you, but also to use if you need testimonials. Just make sure that you ask these people if it's okay to publish your feedback and their names before you do it. If you're releasing a brand new product or service, try reaching out to past customers or clients to see if they'd be willing to test it out for you at a lower cost or no cost to them in exchange for their unbiased feedback, which you can still use in testimonials before even releasing your new offer to the public. This is kind of called like a beta group and beta groups are an awesome way to test out a new offer and to get valuable insight before you launch your product into the world also an awesome way to serve past paying clients for free or at a discount, continuing their positive experience with you and your brand. Now, here's the bottom line. If you haven't figured it out, testimonials are so important. If I haven't stressed it enough, trust me here, it is time for you to gather those testimonials. You need to have them on your website because they offer potential customers the opportunity to see themselves in someone else's experience and results using your product or service. They show that your offer really works. It gets people results and it's worthy of an investment. Hearing that from a real customer is always going to be more powerful than you as a business owner trying to convince people of the same things. 
Plus, let's be real. It's kind of fun to read the nice things people think about your products and services. Like you don't have to save that for a rainy day. This can become a natural part of your process. Just make sure to pull the most impactful feedback, keep it concise, sprinkle testimonials sparingly throughout your website, and always, always make your customers know that they are appreciated for sharing their honest thoughts with you. If you follow these tips, you should see an improvement in conversions, and you'll also have some amazing feedback to continue refining and improving your offers down the line. I mean, these are all good things if you ask me. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you for a testimonial today. If you're listening to this show, if you're finding value, if it's sparked an idea or gotten you a quick win, would you take a quick second and leave a review on whatever platform you're on? I seriously read these reviews every single week. It helps boost me and keep me energized as I record this show for you, and it would really just make my day. Truth be told, it really makes my day. So if you have a second, could you leave a review? I would love that. And I've got to walk my own walk and ask you to do what I'm telling you. You need to get out and do. See, it's not really that scary. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 